Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Mickey Spagnola, Cowboys and 49ers, man, maybe the best game of the year. Who knows? You know, you have uh, other games and teams, of course, that are fantastic right now. Cowboys bounce back after the... Uh, disastrous trip to Arizona to hammer New England and also Bill Belichick and the 49ers just keep grinding people into ashes. Mickey, thank you very much. I know it's this week. I know it's about this year. I know it's about maybe down the road you might play them home or away in a, in a playoff game. But when I think of San Francisco and Dallas, I mean, my goodness, could you not go on for three hours or four hours about the memories of playoff games? Yeah, you're exactly right, because I was in the middle of writing my column, and I'm going, I think I'm getting too long here. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You know, we can go back, gosh, you can go back to the early 70s, right, when they met in the playoffs mm-hmm. a couple of years in a row, uh, 81 when they met in the in the playoffs, the NFC title game, uh, the catch game. 92, 93, 94 in the NFC title games. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty memorable, and including the last two playoff games that, you know, I think everybody remembers, obviously, that San Francisco eliminated the Cowboys, but they were close games, a six-point game and a seven-point game. So uh, they've had some very memorable playoff, uh, playoff games uh, over the years. Mickey, this, uh, I, I want to say this team is difficult to get a read on because, you know, they're, they're all clearly very good. And, but the games have been so strange, the three wins that they've had. Um, this will be the first time that they're playing an opponent that I, you know, look, if they do beat them 31 to three or whatever it is, then holy cow, but that that's probably not going to happen. So maybe you'll get a, a better read on who the Cowboys are uh, all overall, right? You might get a better read on what the Niners are yeah, too, too, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, this is this is all. You know, I, I I'm pretty amused that you know it's like, well, San Francisco has this and this and this, and they're undefeated. And uh, you know, what are the Cowboys going to do? Well, I'm thinking in San Francisco, they're starting to think, well, the Cowboys are three and one, and they've averaged 31 points a game just like us. You know, what are we going to do? Uh, so I think it's it's both ways. 
you know, we keep hearing about Debo Samuel and Brock Purdy and, you know, everybody, uh, the Christian McCaffrey. Well, you know, have they heard about uh, Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence, uh, uh, CeeDee Lamb, uh, even Tony Pollard and, you know, Dak Prescott. So, yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's kind of a delicious clash of two teams. And, you know, we'll see who ends up playing the best. Uh, and as David mentioned off the top, you know, what implications whoever wins might have down the road if uh, both of them end up in the playoffs. Yeah, it used to be that way before parity took over in the NFL. You knew that San Francisco-Dallas in the early 90s, mid-90s, the winner of that game probably would host the playoff game. Not that that always mattered if you hosted it or not because of what Dallas did in 92. Mickey, why and how is Brock Purdy so effective? I think because of the fact that uh, he's not asked, you know, forced, let's put it that way, to score a lot of points. Uh, Generally, because of their defense, they're not struggling, uh, playing from behind. Uh, And he's got some pretty good players along with him, with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, uh, Ayuk. Uh, You know, I, I think it's a pretty good team game uh, that that kind of keeps him uh, from having to uh, scramble from behind to to win games. I mean, I I, I saw this, this, the first four games this year for San Francisco, McCaffrey's had 100 yards and a touchdown, 100 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown in each game, which is the first time someone's done that since DeMarco Murray in 2014, if, if you can imagine that. Uh, and the fact that, uh, you know, they've, they've won seven consecutive regular season games, scoring at least 30 points. So when, you, when you're, you know, able to beat teams that bad, you, you know, you don't have to ask too much of your quarterback. Now, I'm not saying he hasn't played well because he has, and he's awfully efficient. And it's really hard to play a game and compete tw- complete 20 of 21 passes uh, like he did this, this past game. Uh, but here's the other thing, and, and I think this gets overlooked way too much in the NFL. This guy played four years of college ball at Iowa State. There's too many quarterbacks that come out after one good year or two good years, and they haven't played enough football, and they get into the NFL, and they get overwhelmed. Uh, because it's a different game. Uh, and so, you know, the key thing is, and look, same thing with Dak Prescott, right? He played four years at Mississippi State, started a lot of games, had Mississippi State ranked number one in the nation. Uh, these guys played a lot of college ball, and that's not what usually happens now these days with these college quarterbacks coming out to make money. Mickey, what do you make of the Cowboys' issues in the red zone? Well, I wrote about it today, and uh, it reminded me of an old quote because their problem is execution, right? And remember back in 76 when the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers were in their inaugural season and someone asked John McKay, during that 0-14 season, what he thought of his team's execution, and he said, I'm all for it. Yeah. So 
So, yeah, if you go back and look at the mistakes they've made, and, and, and they're not made by the other team. It's of their own volition that they, they – penalties, drop passes, uh, a, a, a pass into the end zone uh, that ruled the – it looks like it's interference. It's ruled interference, and then they pick up the flag. Uh, or you've got the running back running into the quarterback. Uh, just little things like that keeps them from scoring uh, in the red zone touchdowns and having to settle for field goals. And, you know, you guys have heard me say this for umpteen years. The more field goals you kick in an NFL game, usually the closer you are to losing because you're leaving four points on the on the field. And even this last game, wiping out New England, you know, they, they kicked two field goals for 23 yards. You can't do that. you got to score touchdowns. But a lot of it is execution. They just, for some reason, get down there uh, and turn the red zone into the twilight zone. Mickey, uh, you did write about having the whole offensive line together again. And I would hope that that makes a difference in that particular part of the field against Arizona where they you know, have two practice squatters uh, call-ups starting that game. I can see that you're kind of maybe one-off excuse game like, you know, Look, hands are tied on that one, but if it lingers even past this when everybody's healthy, then they really have to look at it, don't they? Well, if you look at the first game, they were three for four in the red zone, right? Three for four inside the 10-yard line scoring touchdowns against the Giants. Uh, now, that might not be a big accomplishment since it's the Giants, uh, but they did do that. Uh, so... Yeah, this will be interesting because a lot of times when you get inside the 20, especially inside the 10, you need to be able to run the ball. Uh, and if if practice today and the injury court today, uh, you know, means anything, then they should have their starting five guys uh, out there for the first time in like forever. Think about it. They didn't have it in training camp. Uh, you know, Terrence Steele was still – kind of being limited, uh, coming back from his torn ACL. Then Tyron Smith gets hurt. Then Tyron Smith gets hurt. Then Zach Martin goes down. Uh, then Tyler Biotish goes down. I mean, they played that Arizona game with three backups on the starting on the offensive line. Uh, so, yeah, this might be this week having those guys out there practicing all together could be the first time since, the playoff game last year against San Francisco. Mickey, it's uh, it's fun to have games like this. I can't wait to get everything I can get done on Sunday, sit back, enjoy, maybe have a little queso rotel dip going or something or a steak on the grill. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much for your time. We'll talk to you again next Thursday. Just don't have too many beverages. I won't. I will not do that. Thank you. That's Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.